Since the dawn of time, there have been stories of great heroes and their victories. This is no such story. troposphere over a rocky, watery planet, an unstable, shimmering window blinks into existence. In an instant, outpours our beloved Tedri, along with a septet of stooges, 50,000 feet in the air, plummeting to their most certain doom. You're number one, don't panic. Why won't you work? This piece of garbage has low spatial frequency. I should just be able to... There, body! You've outdone yourself this time. You slimy cephalodick. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... <laughs> that felt all too familiar. What the fuck, Melissa? I wanted to see if this was real or if we, you know, died and stuff. Ow! Zula, are you fucking serious right now? That was for fun. And I'm not sorry. Everyone calm down. Try and find your center and breathe deep. The Baron failed to mention his knockoff transporter was short range. This device runs on a low frequency of electronovolts. It should get us around on planets easy, but using it to jump to other worlds won't be an option. Hey, remember when Dave ordered a RoboCop action figure off that shady website? His arms only moved backwards and he came with a crossbow. Hey, dope badmouth Roberto Cop. He was the best. Porto tenemos pollo. You know, we can't just call it a lame dick transporter. Oh, I know. How about the Behringer, huh? Sounds good. Ooh, Mario Van Peebles? He is a true icon. Uh-oh. The snipes. Yeah. You're the worst. Boo. Demolition Man was an exciting cinematic adventure. I scouted ahead to the edge of that cliff, and all I could see was a vast ocean. Where are we? We're on my home planet, Mephistopheles. You know, I, I don't think it was wise to bring them here, Ted. If one of them is captured by your race, even the sanest man can be plunged to the brink of madness. There's nowhere else to go. I told you already. We can use my lab to continue our research. Don't forget about the combat training. If all goes well, yes, but you'll need to follow some rules first. The people of my world can touch the minds of others, but not always gently. Ted, you have extrasensory powers? Yes, but only when I return home. When I'm away for long periods of time, they fade away. Anyway, I prefer to use my intellect. My people have no such inhibitions. Ted, you're telling me we're all going to be telepathic now? This is great! That's not at all what he's saying, Will. Well, John, thanks for going toozy all over my day, bro. Ted hastily goes over a list of things not to do on his planet and takes them step by step through the overall plan. Once complete, Ted heads to a cliff, waves goodbye, and dives off. Uh... Did Ted just commit suicide? Were you not listening? I was not. 
you know, I don't know what I expected. Ted splashes and sinks into the briny deep. After a few minutes of swimming, he reaches a giant gothic archway that appears to be the entrance to an enormous underwater mountain. Large glass windows reveal parts of a city hiding inside. Wait, is he singing? Great, now that song is going to be stuck in my head all damn day. Anyway, upon arrival he enters a gloomy chamber containing a gold-plated basin and a dagger sitting atop an altar. Leaning over it, he slices a tentacle while muttering words from an archaic language. Once the noble extraction is complete, an angry, ghoulish voice booms inside Ted's skull. Kedri Barfast, what do you want? You haven't visited in seven years, and you think we're just going to welcome you with open tent? My apologies, Hister you, great one and member of the Eldritch Council. Don't be a smart ass. Address me proper. I'm your father and will not be disrespected. Sorry, daddy. First you run off and join the Gen military. Then to top it off, you never call home? Your mother has been worried sick. You are rough fall from her pile in tears. And this is how you repair? But I have a good excuse, or so help me, ancient ones. I will break your psyche and drive you into the deepest pits of insanity. My absence has been due to work with Waka John Warwick and the Proxy Wars. As a Gen military science officer, I've been part of a very important research team. Science? What a ridiculous bunch of garbage. We'll discuss this in person. Dinner's in ten clickings. The mother is setting the table now. I let her know you're coming. Two large stone doors slide open, revealing a city drenched in a soft blue hue. Giant buildings made of metal and mud reach upwards toward the top of the dome. What a dump. Ted walks through the doorway, stops for a moment, and then stares nostalgically at the time-worn city of Zoth. Ah, the smell of slime and antagonism. It's good to be home. You got any spare souls? Are you holding? Give me all you got! Get away from me, you junkie! After dodging a few beggars and transients, Ted ducks into a secluded alley and transports the others to him. Oh, ah, uh, going to be difficult to get used to that. Ha! <laughs> it tickles my belly button. Gotta hand it to the Baron, that's one feature the Statham didn't have. Welcome to the capital city of Zoth. It smells like a fishery. Oh, are there any semen here? Huh? Get it? Semen? Get it? Why are you poking me with your elbow, human? Yes, there are many noteworthy semen who reside here. Why are you asking? Oh, yeah. I was talking about cum. Okay, plans have slightly changed. It looks like they beefed up security around the city. My father knows I'm here. I must go home and have dinner with my family. Good. I'm so hungry I could eat, like, a whole lot of food right now. Absolutely not. My father hates humans. He would torture you and not even blink a few eyes. Ha, <laughs> doubt it. Here, John. Take the snipes in the warg and head to my old lab. I've already entered the coordinates. Do not wander off. All right. See you soon, Ted. Bye, buddy. Ted makes his way north out of the city to a residential area. The streets are lined with oddly shaped stone houses. He finally stops in front of a large townhouse. The address on the mailbox reads square root of negative one, Sawgoth Avenue. Okay, Ted. Okay, buddy. You can do this. 
Just ring the doorbell and get it over with. Mommy! Well, be still my eyes. You look extra terrifying this evening. Oh, Teddy boy, always the charmer. Come in, come in. Let me get a good look at you. How could I have ever spewed out such an unsightly blob of filth like you? Aw, Mom. Well, it's good to have you home. Dinner's ready. Everyone's here. In the dining room sits an obelisk emitting a strange green glow. In a circle around the artifact is the Bartfast family unit, Ted's sister, Tish, a blob of a beast with 16 black, beady eyes, sits next to Itho, Ted's brother, an abhorrent creature who leaks a pungent purplish goo from his mouth. Ted, it has been some time since you have linked with us for the feasting ritual. Do you recall all the correct summoning incantations? Of course, Father. How's work? Uh, work is hard, trying to keep the traditions and rituals of our people preserved for future generations of ingrates. Well, most of us respect the ancient ways. Very few of us end up becoming outcasts, right, Ted? <laughs> yeah, Ted. Outcast loser. Can we please have a peaceful, but fast meal? Hugh, will you lead us in the chance? This is tasty. Whoa, this is tasty real good. How long has it been since I've had a home summoned meal? Feels like hundreds of bricks. Teddy, have seconds. You're nothing but tentacles and bones. This is great. You can really taste the anguish. No, it's very fearful, but I'm also getting this base note of, um... Torment? That's it! The torment really hits your palate. So, Ted, are you, like, uh, still doing all that science stuff? Yes, and things have taken a turn for the worse, let me tell you. There will be no speaking of science in this house. Yeah, Ted, go eat a battery if you like science so much. My name's Ted. I made a lever and pulley system to open my door. <laughs> I'm Ted, and I enjoy methodically testing quantifiable theories across a multitude of energy vectors. At least I didn't get knocked up by a Glorex during the Disaster Area concert. <gasps> you leave Tony out of this! All right, that's enough. I've forgotten what it's like having all three of you under one roof. Now that was a meal. Great job, honey. Oh, Hugh, not in front of the kids. Gross. Don't wink at me, Dad. Etho, Tish, help your mother store the leftover souls. I need to speak to Tedry in private. Ugh. Fine. Can I stay, Dad? No! This doesn't concern you. I wish you had come back. What'd you just say to me? You heard what I said! You Fine. I'm going off-world. I have spaces to torture. Just doing what I was raised to do. Unlike some Zothians. Ted! <sighs> Your telepathy is growing stronger now that you've come home, Ted. It's a shame you've chosen to squander your natural talents and help those moral and enigmatic gens. It's not too late, you know. I could still get you a job. I love what I do. I will not stop now. <laughs> come, come, Tedry. Listen to the blood of your people. Feel it coursing through your veins and tell me you don't want to have the power of the ancients. You'll know the most classified secrets of our people. You'll have your own planet. A race of inferior beings will worship you as a god. You'll have the ultimate respect of Zoth and all of Mephistopheles. Most importantly, you'll sit next to me on the council. 
Father and son, the way it should be. What about Etho? Etho, he's weak. No determination. He can't harness his energy appropriately. He just doesn't have what you have. He can break into a weaker mind for maybe five shillings at most. I had to put him on a planet with a blind species so he wouldn't be a laughingstock back here. See, I implore you to reconsider. I'm sorry, Father, but you have my answer, and it's a resounding N-O-No. John and I are on the cusp of a major breakthrough. Lives are at stake. My friends, my families. I'm too far down the rabbit hole to turn back now. Damn you to the decoupled hells of Sovengoth! What can be so important you think that even our lives, one of the most important species of the multiverse, are in danger? John and I were doing research into sub-reality when we came across an energy signature, one we've never seen before. It was alive and feeding off the chaos of the proxy wars. We resolved to end its hidden threat, restore peace, and put an end to the corrupt and useless war ravaging the cosmos. My gods, Ted, what have you done? You mistake research and curiosity with stupidity! You were taught as a youngling that there are other unforeseen forces never to be meddled with. As an ancient one, even I've never heard of such mystical powers. Please, Father. You cannot speak of this to anyone. We don't want widespread panic throughout the multiverse. Well, if you ever need your family, know we will fight with you against whatever this dark being is. A Barfast will never be brought to its knees and subjugated to another species without a brawl to the death. You need to promise me you'll contact us if you need help. Thanks, Pops. Now many of us will survive this adventure once we come face to face with this creature again. And I'd like to keep unnecessary casualties to a minimum. I understand. Take care of yourself, Ted. Ted? Ted? You forgot to say goodbye to your mother! Oh, she is going to be pissed. Darts down the street toward his old laboratory, narrowly avoiding more transients along the way. The door to Ted's secret underground facility is cleverly decorated with slime, sludge, and rust. A panel near the door slides down, revealing a keypad. Ted! <laughs> Glad you're back. Will, Dylan, and Eugene keep recreating scenes from some movie called Over the Top. I'm beyond irritated. No time for reenactments. We've got work to do. I have a hunch about something, but I need to run some tests first. Eugene, flip the switch in the corner over there to power up the lab. Got it. So, what are we doing here? If we're going to destroy the Dark One, we need to know what he is first. We know what he is. He's a monster who ain't got no body. Literally. Get it? Double penetration. <laughs> Everybody, gather around. I'm going to attempt to explain this to you so your fragile minds can wrap around the concept. <laughs> Uh, good luck. Shut up, John. A few years back, John and I discovered irregular energy patterns weaving throughout the multiverse. These threads of energy seem to connect to everything. Living beings, inanimate objects, matter itself. Its energy surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds us. Yes. You earthlings are rather sharp. John doesn't give you enough credit. Ooh, it has a light side and a dark side. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Shut up. Do not mock my science. This is real, and if you want to live to see another Earth sunrise, you'll close your mouth and listen. When I escaped into sub-reality, I was confronted by the Dark One, in my mind, who told me he is possessing Admiral Tarkas. He also referred to himself as the God King Lockenday. Sound familiar? That's the same name as Dave's Dark One. Then I was rescued from the Dark One by an ethereal being. She called herself Madam Multiverse. 
This would have been after you escaped the forge. The deity I created for the campaign I'm writing? Uh-huh. Oh, come on. Who's gonna be the first horse to cross the finish line? So... Madam Multiverse is made of wood? A duck! Dave's campaign ideas are real. And Joan's campaign idea is coming to life, too? How is that possible? Dave and Joan have awesome sibling superpowers? Like Havoc? And to an extremely much lesser extent, Cyclops? It may not be them. It may be something else. But there is a real connection here. The notebook. That is one hypothesis, yes. I need some time in the lab so I can run some tests on it. I also need to get a blood sample from Joan. And we need to hurry. The longer the wars continue, the more powerful the Dark One will become. Bravo. Sounds like you've been doing some groundbreaking work. You are brilliant, after all. I know that voice. Out of the shadows slinks a mechanical suit. Perched in the belly is a large, betentacled fish creature, his eyes narrowly looking Ted up and down. Fritz? By the elders. Who's a what's a Fritz? Whoa, that is one gross-looking oversized grouper. Uh, I think you all should stand back and give them some space. That's a Chlorthic. It's a subspecies of Ted's race. They live on this planet in the oceans. Normally they're docile, but if provoked, they can be very volatile, very powerful creatures. I stand down to no one. Uh, yeah, totally me either. Uh, your funerals. Tedley, it's so good to see you. I heard you had returned, and I knew it was only a matter of time before you came back here. It's good to see you, and I'm glad you found me. We could totally use your help. It would be like old times. Ha! You think I would help you after you abandoned me on this God's forsaken world? Well, let's not reopen old wounds, friend. Friend? You are no friend of mine. Whoa, cool your jets, partner. This hammer and I don't appreciate the tone of your voice. Ha <laughs> That was me laughing at you, puny mortal. Would you like to hear it again? <laughs> you are but a child wielding a stick. You'll regret that, fish face. Battle cry. No! <laughs> ah, what's happening? I shall It'll be a lot nicer now. Whispering temptress, seed of mine quivering loin, love in the moonlight. Oh no! Not a- Haiku! I'm impressed! Let's see what else you've been up to, shall we? Or just take a peek inside the minds of your friends here and. Your human friends are unique. I don't frighten them. Nonetheless, I can kill them in other ways. You know I won't let that happen. I see you haven't got that annoying speech impediment fixed. Why have you come back here looking for these? My sloppy disks! How? Don't make me take them from you, Fritz. I could use you as an ally, not an enemy. I would rather go off-world and bury myself in a planet full of glitter-farting unicorns than ally with you, you backstabbing mama's boy. You just crossed a line that nobody crosses. I'm going to beat you mercilessly. Ted and Fritz suddenly break into a huge telekinetic duel. Psychic energy bursts in the air and explodes around the laboratory as they leap and dodge each other's heels. The fight focuses all of Fritz's energy on Ted, freeing the group of their mental anguish. They collectively huddle under a table and watch in awe at the spectacle before them. We need to do something! I could probably take him down with a good scissor kick. What Now don't be fools. None of us have the abilities to defeat a Chlorthic. We could distract him, giving Ted enough time to get a kill shot. Oh, I got it. Okay. A fishing pole, some bait, and a six pack of beer. I should be able to reel that ugly space bass in in no time. Eugene, Melissa, and Joe, go to the ground. 
John, Will, Dylan, and I will head to the left. Stay down and don't get spotted. I don't know about you guys, but I'm gonna hurl fish puns at him just for the hell of it. Get it? Okay. Move out. No one hurt you, Rex. I thought you were my friend. You left me alone here. I'm an outcast just like you, you selfish thing. There were more person things. I needed to take my research where it was accepted. You know how hard it was to keep coming down here. My father was on to me. Oh, oh, oh. Your daddy figured out you're some kind of science nerd. And you got all happy and left. Spare me, you spoiled. My family looked after you. You were taken care of. The Elders Council made you a professor at Dunwich. You should be thanking me. I taught you everything you know. Hey, stay over here. Hey, don't be coy with me. Ted jumps into the air. He hovers above the ground before sending forth a tidal wave of telekinetic electro. Fitz's suit goes haywire, ejecting him backward into the air. <laughs> that was amazing. You need to teach me that finishing move. I need more in my repertoire. You know, I think I prefer the hardcore violent Eugene over the sensitive poet Eugene. Sensitive poet? If any of you mention this, you'll see what it means to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. You dolphinately overdid it with the fish puns, Will. Are you kidding me? He krilled it. You guys, neither one of those are fish. Uh, Ted, are you all right? <gasps> yeah, I'm okay. I, I, I'm gonna need some help. Uh, I can put that celestial salmon out of his misery if you'd like. O'Keefe never turns down a seafood buffet. No, no, it's okay, Eugene. Just let me talk to Fritz. Uh, come to finish the job? I've come to plead with you to please give me my research. It's important. Must have flung somewhere in the room when I was thrown from my suit. I'm so sorry, Ted. I let my bitter resentment take over. No, I'm the one that should apologize. I should have had a proper farewell to my family and you. It turns out my departure hurt the ones I care about. Uh, is this almost done? Kinda have a thing later. Ted, please help me back into my life support tank. I'm getting weaker by the minute. Bring them here, Will. Nah. We need to do some tests. Joan, do you have anything else of Dave's? Anything that may have been in the bunker with you, uh, you know, during the funeral, before you were pulled into the proxy wars? Hmm. Yes, I think so. Here's a couple pencils Dave used, and my healing crystals. Perfecto! Ted masterfully goes to work on his hypothesis, using very powerful advanced equipment unlike anything ever seen. Two large projectors slowly drop from the ceiling. The lights dim, and pulsating waves of dense energy bend the room. As the projectors power on, it seems like they're standing in the bunker back on Earth. Unfamiliar numerals appear on everything, like an architect's 3D blueprint. Ted walks around and scans different objects, testing them against Jones' trinkets. Hmm, that's intriguing. My probe is detecting comparable energy signatures tied to the bunker and these pencils. This bunker is just built into the Terra, right, Joan? As far as I know, my grandfather was a very strange man. Morph! Yeah, what's going on? Out of all the Earths in the multiverse, we found their home specifically. Do you remember why we stumbled onto this gaggle of 30-something rejects in the first place? That? Oh, come on. It was just a coincidence. What coincidence? You don't actually think Dave has anything to do with this, do you? What do you mean, 
Dave. Wait, wait, Dave? Our Dave. Chubby guy, kind of a baby, eats lots of burritos. That, that Dave? <sighs> I miss that guy. Contact the Baron immediately. We need to collect him as quickly as possible. Why? If we don't get to him first, all will be lost. I need to run tests on everything, John. His writing, his trinkets, his weirdly shaped human body. Even his... Yep, even that. Dave, huh? That shocked me too. How is Dave tied to the Dark One? Does Ted rekindle his friendship with Fritz? Will Eugene be undefeated in arm wrestling? Find out the answer to one of these questions on the next... A Beginner's, a beginner's guide, guide to Interplanetary, to interplanetary Destruction! destruction.